Hello, I'm Stuart Devine, and welcome to It's Not All Bad. As you probably noticed, I usually ease into whatever topic I will discuss, especially if it's one that's somewhat unpleasant. Well, I'm diving into the issue of bigotry today, and it may or may not be pleasant. It depends on one's perspective. That's right. I've not, am not, and will not turn away from bigotry regardless of who perpetuates it, uh, this horrible, disgusting behavior. Now, why this sensitive topic now? Why? Because racism, bigotry against Muslims, anti-Semitism, and anti-LGBTQ behavior is now mainstream and espoused with a bullhorn on various social media platforms and actually from a major news outlet, well, cable news outlet, that is. By the way, if anyone thinks the media practicing demonizing the other is spoken under the cloak of nice words or something akin to sleight of hand, far from it. This stuff is straight up in our faces in America, and its putrid gunk is spewed every day. Now, some people just love it, wallow in it, and can't wait to get more of it. Oh, it's true that there are probably thousands, if not millions of people who believe or prefer to believe this kind of vile behavior just started with Donald Trump um, when he decided to run for president with the tired trope that Barack Obama was born uh, in Africa and not in America, which, of course, is not true. That's far from it. Bigotry, bigotry has been around for centuries. Indeed, this country was founded in part with the ultimate sin of slavery. You can't get too much more bigotry than that, eh? America still, though, overcame that scourge over the decades. But the stain and legacy of racism and bigotry systematized, if you will, almost automated some practices that demonstrably helped to ensure minorities, especially African-Americans, for generations to come would be quite a few steps behind in American society, especially economically speaking. But I digress because we're not going to concentrate on any particular race nor accuse all white people of always being the purveyor of bigotry, which is certainly not the case. Nor will I focus on the tired and untrue belief of many that all African-Americans are perpetual victims of racism, which is also destructive and can be self-limiting. Still, to ignore the bigotry that exists in all races and ethnic groups is actually counterproductive to growth as individuals and as a society. It also appears in the last 20 years, there has been and is quite a successful effort from some demographics in American society that now paints white people as the oppressed and minorities, if you will, especially African-American and Hispanic, as the takers who have not, do not, and will not earn their place as equal and worthy citizens in this country. It's quite unfortunate. All this does is feed into the cultural wars and actually contributing to the breakdown in our society and the multicultural nature of this country. Yes, there are quite a few countries in which their citizenry is ethnically and racially for well, sort of homogenous, you know, for the most part. Some have done quite well as relative liberal democracies and healthy economies. Some would argue this is a direct result of not encouraging, observing, or practicing multicultural norms. To be certain, I'm the first to admit that when over 90% of a country's population is of one racial or ethnic background and immigration is tightly controlled, there may be less polarizations on that front. But make no mistake, even those societies suffer other forms of internal bigotry that often are based on social status economic status, educational status, tribal affiliations, 
and we can go on and on and on. You see, it appears we humans will always find a way to put people in a box and, if possible, keep them there with all manner of justification that are usually warped and quite sad. Okay, now let's get back to what's happening here in America. As we all know, a few years ago, there was a Unite the Right rally in Richmond, Virginia. This rally brought out all manner of white nationalists and bigots, neo-Nazis, and anti-Semites together. I mean, they were just out and about and open. It was truly horrible to think that such a rally would attract these kinds of people from all over the country under one banner of disgusting lies and hatred. And don't get caught in the trap thinking that racism and bigotry somehow is always a mental issue. Granted, these emotions do reside on the spectrum, of course, from one extreme loathing to be of people to just thinking these thoughts but not voicing their demonization, that kind of thing. This is true. But oh my goodness, it's here and the drumbeat of stoking hatred is loud and almost deafening to the senses. Well, actually, I guess one of the loudest and forceful chants of the Unite the, uh, Unite the Right rally was, quote, Jews will not replace us, unquote. You know, that whole replacement theory about, well, Jews are helping minorities and from especially, you know, brown skin, black skin, helping to bring in all these people to replace whites. You know, it's really a strong trope. It's talked about often in riddles by some news hosts, especially on a cable news network, Fox News. Uh, but it's straight in our faces on various social media platforms, including Facebook, podcasts, and, of course, Twitter. Former President Donald Trump, well, he just recently hosted Nick Fuentes and Ye, you know, Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, for dinner or lunch at his residence in Florida. Well, Nick Fuentes is an openly avowed anti-Semite, white nationalist, and straight-up-in-your-face racist. He actually loves this stuff. West is openly fomenting anti-Semitism tropes and suspicion of Jews. He spotted this nonsensical hatred on Twitter, right-wing podcast, and with selected Fox News hosts. Yet, there's still no outcry of public disgust and denunciation of these people's comments and anti-Semitic uh, behavior. I don't mean some on the news every now and then. I'm really talking about influencers across the nation. And we, we need people that are actually on the right of the spectrum, not just on the left of the political spectrum, to call this stuff out. Indeed, least of which has not been spoken by the former president, he's certainly not denounced any of this. Search your collective memory concerning the previous four decades prior to this man's presidency. If you're like me, we can't even fathom the Republican or Democratic parties and their leaders standing by silently while this hateful behavior is going on. I'll be the first to admit that there were elements that were certainly thinking it and even supporting such beliefs in unassuming ways. But it was never mainstream. Do you hear me? It was never mainstream. This is exactly where it is today. Now, this hateful and vile, just absolutely vile behavior, it's encouraged and offers practice to the extreme. So, oh, oh, you, you think I'm exaggerating? Well, don't make me bring this up about the mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, in which a white shooter purposely targeted black shoppers. We can even go as far back as when Dylan Roof sat with nine black worshipers at a church in the South and then killed all nine of them. 
Ruff said his purpose was to foment a race war between whites and blacks. Unless we forget, there have been mass shootings in, uh, of Muslims in mosques, and even the latest mass shooting that took the lives of 11 Jewish worshipers at a synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 2018. So to say this stuff has no consequences, the rhetoric, absolutely it does. This hateful rhetoric that's being spewed from the famous and not so famous, and in many cases, the silence of so many who are famous, who carry influences, is often more deafening than the people who speak against it. There are too many people in high places of privilege and power who, we can assume, don't subscribe to the extremes of bigotry, but the political class of one party is afraid to come out with a full-throated message denouncing all, all extreme forms of hatred. It's as if people are saying, well, we can't do that, even though I personally disavow that, I don't like it, but I just love the power that I have and my party has. And as for Kanye West, just because he's famous, of course, he is an influencer and black, and too many people are willing to give him a pass, just as blacks and other ethnic minorities are quick and correctly so to call out bigotry and racism when per perpetrated by white people or others, while the outcry could be no less and should be no less when it's a person of the same ethnic or racial group. Just because Kanye West is black, that does not give him a free pass to call out and to demonize Jews and to put out all this nasty, vile crap in anti-Semitism. Don't give him a free pass. Call it out and denounce this behavior regardless from whose mouth, political party, ethnic group, or religious affiliation it comes. Regardless. The Kanye West anti-Semitism comments are, in some ways, even worse than those of uber-white nationalist and anti-Semitist Nick Fuentes. Why? Think about it for a moment. I just happened to be around a couple of young uh, adult men, and I just happened to be in the area. No, no, was, don't know them. And they were talking about Kanye West's anti-Semitic comments. One of them commented that maybe West is on to something about Jews taking over and cheating everyone. Think about it. It is possible that that young man was not thinking that way when other people may have had these anti-Semitic tropes. But now because Kanye West, an influential black man, he says it, now this young man is thinking maybe West is on to something. What? You have got, this is incredible. Sometimes the issue with famous people, whether it's Kanye West or Elon Musk, is that their comments often influence people in ways that are not productive, inclusive, and certainly people-oriented in any way. Reality dictates that all of us, you, others, and I have biases based on so many factors, you know, such as race, gender, nationality, religion, hair type, weight, and even socioeconomic status. This is every person and in every country and every region of this planet. After all, we are humans with all kinds of chemicals in our bodies that influence the way we think. Yes, I guess it's a fact that all humans have a right to their internalized biases, but the issue is not to permit negatively impactful human-related biases to escape into harmful actions against others, which is exactly what's happening in our society in insidious ways. This includes in words, vocally on social media, in close-knit family circles with friends in the workplace, and on and on and on. Indeed, I know of people who regularly attend church on Wednesdays and Sundays, but absolutely open speak against Mexicans in the most accusatory ways when they get a chance. Yeah, 
churchgoers. And this is going to be very interesting. I hope you will find it so, and sadly so. I was, you know, texting back and forth with a close, close, close friend of mine, and he was talking about um, some other colleagues, wasn't aware about what was going on, and this group of colleagues was saying, hey, listen, it's um, it's you know, Thursday night, um, you know, we're, we're off tomorrow, why don't we go uh, have some brews, you know, some beers. And so this texting is going back and forth. And then a couple of people said, oh, you mean that Jew bar? Literally, that Jew bar. See, the anti-Semitism blew my friend away, blew him away to the point where he found it so disgusting that he shared it with me. And he says, I just can't believe this stuff is right up in our faces. And the group, no one was calling it out. You heard ha-has, you had some emojis. This is exactly what I'm talking about when I said sometimes it could be insidious, it could be up front, and other times it's like right there. Now, now, this is where I'll probably offend a few people, and I don't particularly care. Whites should not assume blacks are just takers, and we as black people don't offer anything to American society. Blacks should not assume all whites are just out to exploit them and are inherently racist in everything they are and do. Jews should not assume all Palestinians or Muslims or Arabs hate Jews and wish them harm. Muslims should not assume that all Jews don't respect them as a people worthy of exercising their religion. Asians should not assume that everyone believes in the limiting racist trope that Asians are the model minority, which minimizes Asians as people worthy of independent thought, actions, and aspirations, and places other minorities in a bucket of unworthiness. And finally, all of us should not fall into the trap of believing our indigenous brothers and sisters prefer life on a worthless, in most part, reservation of land that often have socioeconomic limitations. This is almost as if there wasn't a systemic government and societal approach to ensuring generational stagnation of our Native American brothers and sisters for decades to come. Are we in trouble? Of course. But is this country still great? Absolutely. But we cannot just close our eyes to the reality of what's going on around us. That's the worst thing people can do. Now, we're in the time of wholehearted situations in which many state and local governments are rolling back or even eliminating teaching about racial injustices under the phony guise of not wanting children, mainly white children, to be subjected to potentially feeling bad about themselves. Now, there's no data on this. There's not been any research on this, but it is an excellent political trope to stoke up the, the one class against the other based on, frankly, mostly race and gender orientation. This subject alone could probably be worthy of a podcast episode itself. Just as mass shootings are truly normal in American society nowadays, what bigotry and anti-Semitism, uh, Islamophobia, uh, anti-LGBTQ issues, this is mainstream. It's almost unrestrained in many circles, including some of the usual various social media outlets. Hey, let's get real here. This stuff is in our faces. And we cannot turn away and think this is not going to brush off on all of us at some point. If anyone of good character, good faith, and a believer in America's multicultural society think these hateful events and tropes will reside on their own as some kind of decade anomaly. It's okay. It's not bad. We'll move on. It's just not going to get worse. Oh, no, it's bad, and it's getting worse. As you think about this subject, don't turn away as if that's the solution or the antidote to the scourge. Set the example by you behaving appropriately in the work. 
workplace, at home, with colleagues, with family, at political functions, and yes, even in churches, synagogues, and mosques, and other places of worship. And finally, we also have to hold our politicians accountable to call out hatred wherever it comes from. As with mass shootings, acquiescence of bigotry will continue helping to unravel our society if we let it. Until the next time, take care. Thank you.